0: Our promises to God, we're told, are like ropes of sand. But we can cling to God's promises. His promises are true. What we don't know about God's promises is when they'll come true. You know, if we look to Abraham's life, he was promised that he's going to have a child and that he's going to have descendants numbered by the sands of the sea and the stars of the sky. And how old was he when he was given that promise? His last week's Sabbath school lesson. <laughs> anyway, he was seventy-five. Let's see if you want to participate. You don't have to. <laughs> he was seventy-five when he was given that promise. And what happens when, um, what happens when in our life we see something that God's promised us, but it just seems like it's never happening? You know, what happens to our faith when we're going through the really tough times in our life? You know uh Marilyn just went through a very tough time the last five months with her mother, and now we know Nancy's going through it with her mother and Ken, I guess I just heard is was it his mother also <laughs> yeah um, there's many of us you know we also got this uh report back on the little questionnaire we did a while back, and uh there's a whole lot of people in their fifties and sixties in this church, you know, and so we're facing that. Like my mother passed away eight years ago, and my father, a long time ago. He was he was seventy one, but he died in nineteen eighty, eighty eight, I believe. And uh, as we go through these things, and uh, you know, some of us, our parents are, are, are Adventists. They've been Adventists all their life. In our case, that wasn't the case. You know, we both came out of Catholic churches. And um, what's important as we share these final days with them? What, what can we do to let them know that God loves them? What promises can we share with them? And so others are going through what we just went through. And I just wanted to pull out a couple promises That we can cling to. God's promises are sure. Our promises to him are where where the failings are. In John 6, verse 28 and 29, Jesus was asked, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. So they're asking, what works can we do? And Jesus' answer was, believe. Believe in the Savior. He was pointing to himself. In Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. God's promises are simple. And we've tried to want to add things to it. If you do this, if you do that. But that isn't what Jesus said. In this case, Romans, this is Paul saying this. Okay, Um, This is from Acts 16, 30 and 31. It says, and he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. That's a precious promise when you 're wondering about somebody in your household that may be struggling that you can claim this promise that that god is god is is not only looking out for you he 's to looking out for your entire household and and you, we need to share these promises with each other. we need to put them up on our refrigerators or wherever you know, put it on the mirror where you shave guys, and where the women put on the makeup or whatever. Whatever we're doing. Uh, We need to have these promises in front of us at all times. What I wanted to talk about is patience. I'm not good at patience. And that's why here in um, Peter says... Giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance. I'm reading the New King James, but this is where the King James says patience. And to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we're told in the Acts of the Apostles that these words are full of instruction and strike the keynote to victory. The Apostle presents before the believers the ladder of Christian progress, every step of which represents advancement in the knowledge of God and in the climbing of which there is to be no standstill. God has called his people to glory and virtue, and these will be manifest in the lives of all who are truly connected with him. It is the glory of God to give his virtue to his children. He desires to see men and women reaching the highest standard. And when by faith they lay hold of the power of Christ, when they plead his unfailing promises and claim them as their own, when with an importunity that will not be denied, they seek for the power of the Holy Spirit, they will be made complete in him. So the Holy Spirit is impressing upon us that he wants us to grow spiritually. He wants us to become more and more like Christ. Uh, I'll tell you a story of how I struggle with patience. I was at church one Sabbath. I'm going to church out in Tinley Park, um, the West Park Seventh-day Adventist Church. And uh, came out of church and i'm driving home and uh i get behind this car and it's going incredibly slow you know and i'm i don't know if i'm just thinking it or if i actually said it probably said it my wife will probably say oh yeah you said it <laughs> you know they should take the license away from this person you know going so slow and everything you know so i finally get this opportunity because there was two cars you know I finally got the opportunity to pass the car, right? And it was our church treasurer, the sweetest, the sweetest old lady, just sweetest lady in the world. And I felt so terrible, you know, because when you're talking to traffic, you're not thinking about the individual. You're thinking about yourself. Well, I'm not going to say you do this, but I do this, okay? I was thinking about myself and how I wanted to get home, and I was hungry, You know, I'm going to try to keep this sermon short so you won't get too hungry yourselves. (laughs) So, okay, so I wasn't being very patient, was I? So six or eight months later, we come out of the same church, meet the same left turn on 171st Street, and I get behind this slow-driving car again, and I'm talking about it again. You know, take the license away and everything. And then I pass and it's the same lady. <laughs> so two strikes. I, this didn't happen three times, so I'm not out. But um we need to think about that. I need to think about that. Put it that way. You know. You know, one day I'm gonna be eighty-eight and, and I'm gonna have to drive slower too. You know? And uh and thank God that that um these People are still driving so they don't have to be taken everywhere, you know. And um, we're an aging church, you know. We have a school and we have youth here too. But we have a large percentage of us, 50s, 60s, and some beyond that. And uh, and so we're, we're all facing the loss of our parents, you know, or grandparents if you are younger. And... Um, uh, you know, we, I remember when I came in the church, I was so convinced that Jesus was coming within five or six years, you know, and that was 1982. So we are just another generation that went through the same waiting on the final promise. I'm going to read that one to you. Um, here's a promise we should all know. First Thessalonians 4. Verse 16 and 17. It says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So we are claiming this promise that Jesus is going to be coming. And we're You know, that's part of the three angels' message. We're to be telling the world that Jesus is coming and that um, we don't know when. But we see that there's all the kinds of things that make it look like it's getting closer. And it always is getting closer, but this is as close as we might think. Now, this year... Our church has lost four evangelists that I know of. Will Ferguson was in a small plane crash in Battle Creek. Robert Fulkenberg, who uh, who was our GC president, he died just recently, this month, uh, December. Um, Ron Halverson, he died in May. Um, have any of you seen the Ron Halverson series on, on uh, Hope Channel? back in uh, in September or October of two thousand and thirteen it is written was scheduling a big evangelistic crusade in charlotte north carolina and and John Bradshaw, the speaker of it, is written all of a sudden got some kind of thing on his throat some he he was at a he was at some special dinner and he was sitting across from a, a, a doctor who specializes in, in, and, and the guy w- was just looking at him and he, and he, he pulled him aside. He says, I, I think you need to come in and let me take a look at something. So anyway, he had something that was pretty serious on his vocal cords. And I, I don't know the actual details, but, um, but because of this, um, John Bradshaw wasn't able to, to speak. For that, it is written, Evangelistic Campaign. And so Ron Halverson was asked if he would do it. And, and Ron Halverson can reach a lot of people that other evangelists couldn't. You know, Ron came from the streets of New York, he was in a gang, um, he, he worked with the people in the very toughest parts. Of the city in Brooklyn and and uh, and he continues. Sometimes I believe that Jesus that that God even had John Bradshaw have this illness so that Ron would get recorded because other than that you wouldn't find him. Now you can you can find him on YouTube. So Ron Halverson, I highly encourage you to check it out. And if you do have the Hope Channel, they play, they play the series over and over again because they keep everyone keeps calling saying, "Hey, keep it coming okay and then just recently, Bill Liversidge died, and Bill Liversidge was an Australian or maybe New Zealander, but um, he was uh, teaching it down in Southern California and and had his own creative the ministry I don't remember, Creative Something Ministries uh, in Southern California. And I know when I first watched him, I've seen him on, on the Hope Channel too. Um, at first, he wasn't my style, you know, because when he'd ask a question and people stood up to, to answer, if they didn't give the answer the way he wanted to hear it, he just kept at them. He didn't let them sit down, you know, and I, think, uh, I don't think I'd be comfortable with that. But then one day I was talking to Pastor Cork. He says, Oh, Bill Liversidge, he's really good. And so I gave the guy a second chance and I started watching and, uh, and I did learn a lot from Bill Liversidge. But he just passed away. So we've lost four evangelists this year. You know, maybe more, but these four I'm aware of. And, um, you know, a few years back, Robert Whelan died. And I, and I remember when I first heard him speak, I thought, this guy's going to be alive when the Lord comes. And um, time keeps going on. But God's promises are sure. He is going to come. And uh, other people need to step up and, and fill the gap. James wrote in uh, chapter 1, verse 2 to 4, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. so if I want to lack nothing i 've got to get past this patience thing you know I have to, uh, I have to keep asking the Holy Spirit to teach me more, and I hope he doesn 't put poor Betty in front of me again, just so to remind me but um in, in James chapter five, verse seven, eight, it says, "Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand." We all go through tough times in our lives. You know, it may not be us; it may be someone that we're close to that's going through a tough time in their life. But we need to lift them up. We need to be praying for them. We need to be sharing the promises of God with them. In Hebrews 6, 11 and 12, it says, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So faith and patience go together. What is faith if you expect it all right now? It doesn't happen that way. From Patriarchs and Prophets page 129 it says the very trials that task our faith most severely and make it seem that god has forsaken us are to lead us closer to christ that we may lay all our burdens at his feet and experience the peace which he will give us in exchange have you noticed how you uh, go to prayer a lot more often when you're in trouble you know that uh, if we if things are all going well we kind of slip away from prayer we slip away from bible study when things are tight you know we're drawn back to the lord and and uh, he's always reaching out to us he never left us you know like in that um, footprints in the sand it's it's not jesus who left it's us who who stepped away we didn't try to communicate with the lord So our tribulations in Romans 5 they produce perseverance. And perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. We we think of the different um stories in the Old Testament. We know that Daniel was told that you know if you bow down to anyone but the king. You're going to be thrown into Den of Lyons. And he opened the windows to make sure everyone knew he was still. Not that he wasn't doing it to show off. It's the way he always did it. You know, he didn't let this law stop him from, from worshiping the true God and praying. Three times a day was his habit. So God's promises are sure. We don't know the time frame. We don't know when they'll happen. God knows the end from beginning. We do not. But he loves us, and we need to learn to trust him. If there is anybody in your life, it may be you yourself, that's really going through a rough time, we really need to start becoming a better community of, of friends and and uh, and reaching out and and helping people to understand that they 're not alone and we all just struggle with different things and we're now as as a church without a pastor and I guess we need patience there too and uh, um, but we need to we need to come together as often as possible and be conscious of of helping those that may need some help. In Romans 12, it says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor giving preference to one another not lagging in diligence fervent in spirit serving the lord rejoicing in hope patient in tribulation continuing steadfastly in prayer Romans 8:25 says but if we hope for what we do not see we eagerly we eagerly wait for it with perseverance and we know, verse 28, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. From Ministry of Healing, page 487, it says, All things working for good. Study the history of Joseph and of Daniel. The Lord did not prevent the plottings of men who sought to do them harm, but he caused all these devices to work for good. To his servants, who amidst trial and conflict, persevered, their faith and loyalty. Joseph has these two dreams, which just aggravates the rest of the family, that they're going to be, the sheaves and they'll be bound down to him and then the the sun, the moon, and the stars also bowing down to him. And so, what, what happens to Joseph? His family, they were intending to kill him and then just one of the brothers st- said, "Okay, let's just put him in this pit instead." And then when the caravan came along, they said, "Well, let's let's sell him a- as a slave," and he go- goes off to Egypt. But these dreams that Joseph had, they were like prophecy, and it did come it did come to pass much later in life, and his family were blessed by Joseph at a time someone who they had tried to do away with. So we all have these struggles. I have to share with you that Vicky helped me. She's been waiting for this. I was testing her patience to see when she would do it. She she has she said Dad when you say this you got you got to say that right and uh, anyway so she said when i'm being impatient with vicky and with marilyn vicky said jesus weeps <laughs> and, uh, and i said okay i'll i'll put it in the sermon so we all understand that we struggle with different things and uh, and it is true jesus wants me to get better he wants me to grow more like him as he does all of us. And so our closing hymn is under his wing.